Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number 800 9510592. The website at allamericangold.com. Woo, man, welcome to Tuesday. Uh, gold is breaking out uh, 1892 uh, right now. 1892, uh, if that holds, we close above 1891 and look out. Uh, that means the next level, 1950, close above 1950. Next level, 2100. Uh, Goldman Sachs today saying uh, they're putting a new price target on gold, uh, now $2,300 uh, before the end of the year. And they'll just keep raising it, you know. Uh, but they're, they're slowly starting to figure it out. Silver, uh, right there at that $28 level. We want to see it close above that. And really, uh, silver in the next level, $2,890, close above that. And then it's going to be the highest we saw last year uh, of 30 at a close above that. I don't know. Are we going to target 50? Eventually, you bet we will. 800-951-0592. Got a lot, lot going on. Uh, so many things we're going to cover. Uh, we got updates on copper. We've got updates on housing prices. Uh, the Fed was out in force trying to tell everybody, uh, don't worry, there's no inflation, it's going to be A-OK. And no, the the, <laughs> the virus didn't come out of the lab on Wuhan. Of course it did. You know, and this is, this is something where I, I get a lot of frustration with. Because they just want to deny the most obvious. Right when you when you're thinking about you know anything in life, oh well, why did this happen? It's usually the most obvious answer, not always, but usually, you know, when the gas light comes on and you keep going and the car eventually stops, chances are you need gas, right? Chances are it's out of gas. You know, and that same logic applies to to the coronavirus and the lab, right? That made the most sense. Now, what doesn't make sense is why are us and the Chinese and a bunch of other people messing around with these things? That that's that should re- really be the debate. But but neither here nor there. The Fed today doing the Wuhan lab thing. Right, trying to convince no, it's a bat in a cave. Yeah. What people don't realize, like Wuhan, is enormous. Right, people don't know. Right, we we only we we know Beijing and we know Hong Kong. They've got like forty other cities that are bigger than New York. I mean, you know, it's and Wuhan is one of them. They, there's millions of people there. Not out in the middle of nowhere in some remote cave. But, you know, hey, why use common sense when you can just lie and misrepresent? And that's exactly what the central bank's trying to do again today. Again, they just won't give it up. 
right? It's almost like, you know what? If we lie enough times, we'll just start believing our own lies. This is why you put medals away. This is why, you know, not that I'm a fan of Goldman, I'm not. But this is why they had to raise their fork, and they're all doing it again. And the next, you know, let's just say the next few days, next week, you're going to see all these banks raise, raise their gold price because, you know, again, uh, the little computers say buy gold. The central bank's balance sheet, uh, which is going to hit $8 trillion in the next couple of weeks, uh, the CBO now saying it's not going to end there. We'll talk about that. Uh, copper, how high is it going to go? Uh, I got bad news for you. Uh, apparently, copper is going to go a lot higher. And uh, what else are we going to talk about? Oh, the global supply of wheat, corn, and soybeans. Nah, we don't want to talk about that. Oh, who's buying all the houses? Very, very interesting. That one uh, is something that happened out of the financial crisis. Uh, we're going to update you on that as well. 800-951-0592. Uh, just really quick, got a few announcements. Uh, Friday, I will not be on the air in Colorado. Uh, I may not be on the air at all. I'll, I'll see uh, Monday, Memorial Day, we're closed. So Patriot is closed uh, on Monday. Uh, Jason, uh, I want. I said to close the Colorado office. It'll be if it's open at all. It'll be a very very light schedule. Enjoy the weekend. Spend time with your family. Uh, the reason I won't be on in Colorado on Friday. Uh, Roosevelt High School is graduating, uh, and last year they didn't have a graduation, uh, so we volunteered the station. We were they 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 did a parade in in their cars, the high school seniors in their cars. There was like two hundred cars, and we were playing all of their requests. And parents got to to call in and congratulate their son or their daughter. Uh, even though they're going to have a full-blown graduation this year, Roosevelt contacted us and said, man, that was so great. Will you do it again? And that's exactly what we're going to do. Uh, so uh, congratulations to all you graduating seniors out there. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592, the biggest component of the CPI. For those of you that don't know, CPI, what's that? Consumer Price Index. This is this is the uh, the phony baloney that the Fed uses to tell us that there's no inflation. The biggest component of that is housing. Well, does it make sense? You know, when you think about it, what, what's your biggest bill every month? For most people, it's the rent or the mortgage. Right. That that's usually the biggest bill. So it obviously takes up the biggest piece of the CPI index. Well, the numbers are out. Home prices rose <laughs> at the fastest pace since March of 2005, right? So this was this is peak. So are we peaking here in housing? I, I don't know that. Matter of fact, 
I don't think we have, but we'll see. Uh, here's what they're saying now. By, by the way, uh, huge revisions to home sales. Uh, they got revised significantly lower, uh, which was kind of surprising, uh, on, especially on the new home side. Uh, they originally reported that new home sales were up 21% in the month of March. Apparently, they were only up 7 uh, and now they're saying the month of April sales are down six percent. So, uh, on, and those are on new homes. Existing homes have been falling, but they're saying that uh, affordability now becoming a main problem. As they're saying that pending new and uh, and existing home sales now trending lower, a jump in building material cost contributing to much higher prices in the housing market. Uh, they're, and then they're, they're saying that here's how expensive it's getting as far as home sales go. This is bubble territory, the highest level since we've seen bubbles. But now they're saying even in the depressed area. Remember, like New York City, San Francisco, those areas were down. They're skyrocketing now. Rents. Let's talk about rents. So you got homeowners, then you got renters, right? Right now, only sixty percent of people own their homes. That means forty percent of people are renting. Rents rose in April in the fastest pace in a single month. You getting the trend here in over a decade? Rents on single-family homes jumped four point three percent in March from a year ago. If you think buying a home has become too expensive, try renting a home or an apartment. The fast-rising fast home prices have investors seeing dollar signs and renters digging deeper and deeper into their wallets. They're saying the rents on apartments up 1.3% in a month. So you do the math. Right? you got to remember, you got to do the math. Right, 1.3 times 12, that's 15%. Homes, when you look at the homes, Phoenix, we lead the country, by the way. Huh, when's the last time we led the country in home price appreciation? Oh, that's right, right before the crash. <laughs> it, it, right, it, History repeats itself. So I guess here's the good news. Remember, we crashed first. So hopefully I'll be able to tell everybody when it's happening. Uh, Phoenix, home prices are up 20% across the country. Rents are up. They're saying rents are up 15%. Home prices up 13.2%. And this was a March number. Up 13.2%. And they said that, uh, according to the data, that is the 10th straight month of accelerating home prices. March is the largest gain since December of 2005. It is one of the largest in the 30-year history that Case Shiller's been tracking home prices. But there's no inflation. So they're saying home prices across the country... 13% higher, 132 Phoenix leads the way at 20%. By the way, 
San Diego, second, 19%. Seattle, 18.3%. Uh, and, and again, the whole, where everyone lives. Because no, really in America, just like the banks, the vast majority of people live in like the top you know, 30 cities. Uh, 13.2% higher. Uh, rent up 15.2%. Both of them on track to be some of the highest numbers ever in the housing market. And now they're saying that rents are jumping in the San Francisco Bay Area. They're jumping in New York. They're saying that single-family homes. Now, So I told you, apartments in a month, 1.3%. Single-family homes in a month, up 4.3%. Yeah. Wow. Rents are moving higher. Affordability beginning becoming harder. Who's buying all this? And I keep saying it. Who can afford to buy all this stuff? Well, guess what? It looks like Wall Street firms are continuing to buy. I did not know that. I thought, you know, we know that after the housing crisis, remember what they did. Right? They let Wall Street buy homes by the thousands just to get them to get rid of them right part of saving the banks Cerberus Capital Management you remember them they got a former Treasury Secretary over there and related entities I love that part right because you never really know who these guys really are they've got They've got a, you know, a, a subdivision of a subdivision of a subdivision, a subsidiary of a subsidiary of a subsidiary, so that it makes it hard for the, for people to know how many homes they really have. They bought two hundred homes in the first quarter, including a hundred and thirty-eight from Open Door Technologies. Other single-family landlords flush with cash and bet on demand from suburban rentals are applying the exact same strategy. Cerberus, which manages $53 billion in assets, now has more than 24,000 rentals. Something wrong with that picture, isn't it? Something wrong with that picture. And so when you're sitting there and you're thinking about who's buying, who's paying all cash, this is who it is. And, and, and the thing goes on and on and talking about how all of these, and Cerberus just one of the bigger ones, they're buying homes at record pace again, well, since the last crash. A parade of investors, including J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, Newville Real Estate, Brookfield Asset Management have committed to billions of dollars in new capital to buy single-family rentals since the pandemic started. And remember, right, never miss, never miss an opportunity. And this is what they're doing. So, you know, obviously this, this shouldn't be happening. This isn't the American dream. This this is think about this. What is JP Morgan doing buying billions of dollars of homes? Right? 
You know, it's one thing, buy your stocks. But they've turned housing into a stock. That's what they've done. They've bought up the market, and, and their only answer is, well, we got to keep buying more. Right? Got to keep the price up because we own thousands of them, tens of thousands of them. And to find out that they're, they're in the markets again, and this, you know, I, I don't know, to me it seems pretty easy. Until supply comes in line, investors aren't allowed to buy. Let people who want to buy home, well, of course, well, here's the problem with that. If that was the case, right, they couldn't charge all these rents. And again, all this it does, think about this. Why is it happening? Well, look at their choices. Do I want to buy treasuries? <laughs> right? We know inflation's really 10, 11%. Why would I buy a treasury? Why would I buy U.S. bonds? That's a terrible idea. Do I buy the stock market? Stocks are at all-time record highs. I mean, how much Apple and Amazon and Facebook can one guy own? Right? Do they buy gold? Listen, they buy more gold and silver than you think, but they just don't want to admit it. Right, Bitcoin. Hey, Bitcoin's fun. Right, it's really fun when it went from thirty to sixty. Not so much fun when it goes from sixty to thirty. The Federal Reserve has rates at zero. Well, between zero and point two five. Isn't that dumb? That's so dumb. Just say zero. I mean, we know. Stop kidding. They're buying $40 billion worth of mortgages every single month. Every month. So the banks are like, hey, why not? Interest rates are super low. We don't have to hold them on our books. We'll just sell it to the Fed. It's perfect. Oh, and by the way, we're going to jack up the rent. In my neighborhood, in, in North Scottsdale, rents year over year are up over $1,000 a month. Up over $1,000 a month. Not 1000 You can't rent anything for under five grand where I live. Nothing. And this is, this is what's happening everywhere. And when you sit there and you think about, you know, we're talking about inflation. Listen, it's actually a huge tax. And look at what's happened. Why is how? Because when you look at housing, 05 was different. 04, right? People flew into town, lined up in the desert. I'm not kidding. Lined up in the desert. There'd be a trailer, right? In this trailer, there'd be a sign, you know, with blah, 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 home builder from the low 200s or the low 100s or the low 300s. And you'd go inside this trailer and they'd have a map. 
they were going to build who knows, three, four, five, six hundred homes. And you could pick your lot and pay a lot premium for it. Yeah? Now, pay no attention that there's thousands of miles of desert. It's not like we're running out of land. And you could see it. Right? You, you could feel it. You're like, okay. Now you're just you know, nobody doubted the liar loans. This one's a little harder to see, isn't it? There's no lines in the desert. There's a lot of building being done here. Most of it apartments. But even the the, the homes themselves, a lot of them are actually rental communities. They're building brand new homes that are bought all by investors. They're just going to be rentals. And it's causing another huge housing bubble that's essentially wiping out everybody's wealth. Anybody that's uh, a small person, anyway. Pencil Radio News Hour. Now we know. 800-951-0592. Gold's up 10, 18.95. Uh, silver's up 15 cents here. Uh, right at $28 to the ounce. Uh, I've got, uh, is this right, 150 Brooke? I've got 150 This just came in, 150 $10 Liberties. Um, by the way, uh, real quick, uh, one-tenth ounce Gold Eagles are, are gone. I, don't, I can't get any more. I've taken them off the website. This may be the last day for Silver Eagles. Well, I'll keep you posted. Um, they're saying the new silver and gold eagles are due out in July is what we're hearing right now. Um, so my guess is there's going to be a mint shutdown uh, coming, and, and it's going to just put an already strained supply market even more strained. Uh, so I would. I'm expecting. I don't know. Obviously, premiums are already. I'm expecting premiums to get even higher. So just be aware. Um, Silver Eagles. I'm not taking them down yet. Uh, we got bad. We got bad news this morning from uh, the place that we were getting them regularly, um, and the Bullion Bank uh, never has good news. So. We'll see what happens throughout the day, but probably the last day on Silver Eagles, at least for a while. Uh, hopefully, not. It, it could be months. If, if if what's happening right now continues and the mint shuts down and they're going to produce the new design, uh, then then that may be it uh, on the uh, U.S. Silver Eagles for at least until July. Same thing on the one tenth ounce American Gold Eagles. Having said that. I've got a hundred and fifty ten dollar liberties. These are the half ounce. This is back when our currency used to be backed by gold. The liberties, as most of you know, were minted between eighteen sixty six and nineteen oh seven. That whole entire time, and matter of fact, all the way till nineteen thirty three. 
the inflation. Think about this. From 1966, or 1918, 19, I'll get it, 1866 to 1933. The United States essentially had no inflation with the exception. There was an exception. It was called World War I. And then as soon as World War I ended, all the prices went right back to where they used to be. So that's what happens when you have sound money. Right back to where they used to be. Truly, truly, inflation was transitory. Matter of fact, for over a hundred years, we had no central bank. And the only time we ever had inflation, war. War of 1812, we had inflation. As soon as the war ended, prices went right back down. They would call it deflation today. But prices truly were transitory. As soon as the calamity ended, and usually, not usually, almost every single time without exception, the calamity was war, the prices would go right back down and stay there. Now, here's the new version of transitory. Prices go way up, (laughs) but eventually they'll just stop going up and stay there. See? Transitory. They only went up for a while. They don't care. Let it go up 20%, 30%. As long as the next year after that, it doesn't, you know, it just stays there, we'll call it good. Try living that way. But I've got 150 U.S. $10 liberties, half ounce. I like the older gold better. I do. I don't I mean, gold's gold. I mean, people always say, oh, what about gold bars? Or I I had my buddy Kenny in here today. Great guy. Did our floors. Guy's great. Known him for a long time. And and, uh, he was buying some stuff, and he he wants to show them to some friends and educate them. And I was showing them what I have. I'm like, well, I've got, you know, one of these, three of those, this, that, the other. He asked about bars. I had some maple leaves here, so I showed him those. Why do I like old gold better? Because the price is really, everything's, you know, the prices are about the same. They really are. And the answer is really simple, just for one reason. It's the most private way for you to own gold. Not all all these dealers tell you this because they don't care. They just want your money. But what do I mean by that, private? You can buy it. You can sell it. And you can trade it in any amount. Not have to, you know, show me your driver's license. Not have to worry about me sending you a 1099. That's what I mean by private. Most other forms of gold out there, if you sell back, and you know, just like this crypto thing, they love this $10,000 rule. You sell back more than $10,000 of Canadian maple leaves or bars or Krugerrands or whatever it may be, 
Well, let me let me get out my form. All right, Schmuckatelli, what's your social security number? What's your address? Gotta give it to my accountant. Come January next year, I gotta bail you this ten ninety nine. Why go through all that? Think about it this way, too. All these things, gold eagles, proofs, buffaloes, maple leaves, Krugerrands, bars. You can put all of these things, every one of those things, into your uh, precious metals IRA. We do a lot of precious metals IRAs. They're stored at the Delaware Depository. There's only one gold, type of gold, you can't put in there. Just one. And it really, it's a head-scratcher because we've been, it's pre-1933 U.S. minted gold. Can't put it in there. And the answer is because it's private. They can't put it in there. It's, it's, the, it's not deemed to be bullion. In the eyes of the federal government, all pre-33 U.S. gold that didn't get melted down when they confiscated gold from the citizenry is considered a collectible. Matter of fact, that was the only gold you could keep during the last confiscation. I'll give you the price when we return. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. Talking about different gold. Here in the U.S., which we only ship to people in the United States or U.S. territories. Uh, if you're outside of there, because we got people listen, and people listen all over the world. Uh, if you want to do, you know, five hundred thousand or more, we can talk about uh, Brinks uh, setting something up to whatever country you may be. But but by and large, for us, uh, U.S. and U.S. Uh, territory. The laws are very simple. You know, and they always try to say how complicated they are. They're very simple. The tax laws are better when you buy U.S. minted materials, period. The tax laws are the best when you buy pre-33 U.S. gold. Because you don't get 1099, right? Everyone loves that. Now, does that mean you don't pay your taxes? Hey, that's not what I said. You're on your honor. There's no, there's nothing for me uh, saying that, uh, hey, you know, Schmuckatelli was in here, selling $100,000 worth of gold. And I know it, people can't help it. They love cheap. Everyone loves a sale and stuff. Uh, but usually the gold that's the closest to the spot is the worst. Usually. Usually. Just as a rule of thumb. Now, do you, does that mean you pay, you know, hundreds of thousands, hundreds and thousands of dollars over spot? Absolutely not. You want to buy as close to spot as possible while being as private as possible. That's where we come in. Today's no exception. We got gold breaking through up 10, 1895. Through uh, that support at, from 18, there, there was uh, a little pivot point at this 1890 level right through that. Setting itself up, and now, listen, they close this here, right? Then the computers, the algorithms, everything's computers. It's going to say, hey, buy gold, buy gold, right? And goes to the next one, 1950. Then the next one, 2100. Then apparently Goldman Sachs is setting the next one. 
contain 2,300. Take the time, put them away. U.S. $10 liberties. I've got another 150. These are, again, these are XFs again. And, and all that means is, hey, these things are, are even nicer than the really nice stuff we normally carry. This is one grade below AU. They're $1,075. We've had this price for about a week on tens because I keep getting them. I, I found a little honey hole. Uh, this is the last of the honey hole. And we've got gold breaking out. So $10 liberties at $1,075 at 800 Nine five one zero five nine two. Put them away. Put them away. Because I'm going to tell you, gold breaks over nineteen hundred. Right? right? They're going to be eleven hundred bucks. They just are. We know it. You know it. I know it. How about this one? As if we needed something else. The world is now at risk of running out of copper, according to Bank of America. Copper, which already broke over $10,000 a ton amid widening supply and demand deficits. Bank of America is now saying they expect copper to double to 20000 a ton in the next four years. I'm not kidding. They said that inventories measured in tons are now at levels that we haven't seen in almost 20 years. And that's not a good thing. That's how low they are. They say right now that stocks currently cover just three weeks of demand. Think about that. You, you take one, you know, go to Chile, right? Ch- Chile, a lot of copper there. I mean, you're one big earthquake in the wrong place away from a lot of that production going offline. Uh, three weeks is far too little but they went on and said the united states needs literally millions of tons of nickel zinc lithium cobalt and most of all copper to build the digital and clean uh, uh, clean energy technology they went on to say this is far more than the u.s has It's far more than the total production of all U.S. and its ally nations combined. Saying that copper may become the next oil. Wow. But don't worry. There's no inflation. 800-951-951. 0592. They're saying that nickel, which during 0607 nickel prices rose 300% higher. They're saying that that record is going to fall. They're predicting annual deficits for copper in 2021, 2022, and saying that further shortfalls all the way through 2025. Scrap supply is now going to become critical. If our expectations of increased supply in secondary markets, a non-transparent market, do not materialize, you will see the red metal above $20,000. which would, That would put copper at like $9 a pound. For perspective, right now, copper's $4.50 a pound. 
and you start thinking about how are these central bankers sitting there telling us everything's transitory, it's transitory, it's transitory, when everything we see right now says that's the exact opposite of what we have. The laws of economics have not subsided. Supply and demand eventually always wins out. 800 951 Final segment coming up. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. Final segment here on this Tuesday. Gold's up 11, 1896. Uh, get ready. 1900 is is really not. It, it's more of a psychological number. I, I don't expect much resistance there. The big number uh, was 1891. Uh, we're through that. Close above that. Get ready for even higher prices. Now Bank of America out about copper saying there's only three weeks of supply of copper. Uh, man, I don't know. I don't get it. But, you know, this is why you put gold away, because it doesn't make sense. And then these with the, the central bankers know. And it's just angers. I'm trying not to be mad, because you know they're lying. It's just like, uh, you know. Finding out now that yeah, the coronavirus really did come out of that lab in China. Of course it did. But they want to ban everybody and do all that stuff. Before we get banned, U.S. $10 liberties at $1,075, 800 951 Silver Eagles, unless something changes tomorrow, uh, but I'll, I will keep you updated. Uh, the Dow's doing nothing today. Uh, Dow's up 20. Uh, the S&P's up not even a point. Uh, the NASDAQ, pretty much flat. Everything's flat. Uh, the only thing up today, gold and crude oil. Crude oil's up a little bit. Uh, by the way, Brent crude, that's where, you know, mostly the European crude almost approaching $69 today uh, as we continue to have this quote-unquote transitory inflation. Then think about this. I want you to think about this. Most wars are won before the first shot is ever fired. And it's the same thing when it comes to to what we're talking about in protecting your wealth. You win if you protect your wealth before the war has started. If you wait till after the war, right, you're not going to win. And as long as the Federal Reserve, right, they're still trying to hold it, but they're giving us warning. They're saying, hey, listen, the war's going to start. Get ready. Right now we're saying now their new update now they're saying their balance sheet's going to be nine trillion dollars. What's what's another trillion? Why not make it ten, eleven? Probably will fifteen. Talking about the new digital currency, and they're doing it now with regularity. Right? They're letting everybody know. Get ready, and they're starting to put times on it. Remember Stan Drunkenmiller, the end of the dollar as the world's reserve currency, he said, less than 15 years. 
I hope I hope we have that long. I don't know that we do. I mean, it won't be a dollar, right? We'll we'll be digital well before that. But just I mean, it's just simple math. Too much debt. Think about it. we got Joe Biden in office. Uh, by the way, the, the Republicans have upped. Uh, the Democrats are saying they're about ready. Uh, they're about done and getting ready to do fifty-one fifty on infrastructure. The Republicans is, have upped it to a trillion. Oh, don't worry, it'll be somewhere between one and two, right? Take the radio news hour. All that's good for gold. God bless everybody. We'll be back tomorrow.